0: So, this morning we're going to continue uh, talking about prayer, and I wanted to read from a different translation to, uh, out of Matthew chapter, chapter 6 than many of what we're used to. I changed the last thing and started with like five. Verse <laughs> 9. Pray like this Our Father who lives in heaven. Hold the holiness of your name. Bring in your kingdom so that your will is done on earth as it is done in heaven. Give us the bread we need for today. Forgive us for the ways we have wronged you, just as we also forgive those who have wronged us. And don't lead us into temptation. To rescue us from the evil The word of God for all people. Thank you, God. So, I want to do a We were rushing a little bit last week, and so I wanted to maybe take a little breath this morning and slow down. And I want to revisit a couple of things from last week. So, what we're looking at is the Lord's Prayer, not just as a ritualistic recitation. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't mishear what I'm talking about. Sometimes, when we're in the midst of a tragedy or a difficulty, the best we can do is our Father who Lord in heaven, have him be that name. And so so it's not that that's an inherently bad thing, but I think Jesus gave it to us as a pattern of how to pray, and how to pray for more than than maybe we know. So this is taken from a book by a 30 called Could You Not Carry One Hour? We began last week by talking about our Father in heaven, how be thy name this morning. Keep holy your name. And I went through a lot of different Hebrew words about uh, the name of god and, and in scripture we have so many different ways that god presents himself and the reason for that is as when he went when moses asked me what should i call you he said i am that i am and that can also be translated i will be who i will be and we see that in scripture god will meet us in whatever place and another way it is that he can get into our hearts that's what he wants from us he wants a heart relationship with us not just a head relationship he wants deeper than that. And so we have a lot of scriptures and so the, all this all these Hebrew words up, up, up here and that kind of thing you don't need to learn Hebrew to pray to God all right you know you don't need to know that, that Yahweh said to you is Jehovah my righteousness all you need to know is that I get righteousness because of God I have peace I have shalom because of God he's the banner that goes before me you don't need to know the Hebrew word in order to, to pray, Lord, I need, I, I, I've i been out on my own so long, I need to just take a step back. Will you be my man, or will you be the one who goes before me to prepare my path to reach into the places you've got to be in? And so there's all of these Hebrew words, but the point behind it is that we are given the character of God, and God imparts upon us, his people, these aspects that we can use in our lives that's what this, that first part of that prayer is we think of the awesomeness of God and that the creator of all things. When I start thinking about that, I don't even know how to explain how amazing it is that the one who created the billions upon billions of galaxies, all that there is, wants to be in a relationship with my divine. That is insane to me. It's just, you know, I can't wrap my little head, my head around that. You know, it's beyond me. Um, but it's true. And he wants to be in a job of us, right? When he sees you, he says, oh, I, want to be a, I want to be in a relationship with you. It's an amazing thing. because so the, the Lord's prayer starts with, with recognizing who God is. And Emily on you know, her really, really well. Some of we pray however we pray, right? But there are some things that we historically have, you know, that this is probably the most ancient of uh, prayer positions. It's with palms up to God to receive whatever he will with head bowed down, on our knees, because he is God, and we are, we are his, his servants. So when you see folks in a sanctuary with their hands raised, that actually comes from a place that maybe you didn't know. It's, it's, it's the most ancient of, of ways to pray. So, you know, don't have to do that, but if someone does, praise God, you know, because that's what it's about. So we started with, with these names, and our Father, Lord, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And because Jesus brought the kingdom with him, we often think about the kingdom of God as, as heaven. And we forget that Jesus came here not to, to it, it is to prepare, but it's not just for that reason. He came to bring the kingdom here. And that we are kingdom builders when we're living out our faith. And so these are different ways that we get into when you start praying about yourself and how can I be a kingdom builder, my family, and, and all of the different aspects of my life. And please pray for our country, our state, our... <laughs> lift up each other and lift up this world of ours. That's, that's for me, Jesus. And when you start to do this and you start to slow down and spend time with this, with this prayer that, that Jesus himself gave us, you begin to see how, how what an awesome pattern of prayer it is for us, and you know. And again, I mean, sometimes you're just gonna, maybe you're just gonna stay today with praising and adulation for God and who He is. And another day, maybe that you spend most of your time on "Give us this day our daily bread," right? So we pray, Lord, provide for us. This is what I love about the names. The name of His John God gave the name. The Lord who provides. So we call upon that Lord who provides for us. And and and, and we start again and pray for God's pro- provision in our lives. Lord, me, and not just for stuff. Pray for wisdom. Pray for discernment. Pray that our eyes are open. So, so in this day, so that when I'm out and about in the world and God has a divine appointment for me, I don't miss it. Did you know that about how God works? God sets up divine appointment, and by that I don't mean my appointment, I mean the DIVINE appointment. <laughs> there are people in the world that you're gonna bump into who need whatever it is that God has given you in that moment. You may not know what it is, you don't have to. Because the Holy Spirit gives better when we trust Him. But what do we do? We, okay? i got the stuff i got to do. I can't slow down. i got to get from point A to point B. And i got, you know, and he made me go, hey, come here. See this person? Maybe you got a phone call and you thought it was a random phone call. Maybe it wasn't a random phone call. Pray for that. Pray to be able to see with the eyes of God, to have the heart of God, to be as David. David was the big method, right? You got familiar with King David? He did everything right, huh? No. No. And what did God call him? Man after his own heart. You see, we don't have to do it perfect. That is a lie from Satan. That's a lie from the enemy. Maybe it's a lie from your past. Whatever. It's a lie. You do not have to do it perfectly. That is not an expectation of God. So why do we let it be an expectation of ours? Let go of that. Give us this day of uh, things bread. To help me to, to, to receive what you have for me. And pray for others in that same vein. And again, it's not, it's, it's not even often about material. things. you find to pray for material. things. Not the issue. God wants to give us a abundant life. But that's not usually money. That's usually an abundant life in the things of the Spirit that we talked about in Galatians, chapter 5. The fruit of the Spirit. That's the kind of abundant life that God is, is wanting us to live. So we pray that God provide for me. I want to live in the victory that He has provided for me. And believe that it, it, it is God's hope and His desire to see you in a better place, to see you, living that life that seems impossible just make sure that it's the life that is that that is seeking to see that impossibility is because it's what god wants for you and not what you want for you don't get mad if you ask for a red bicycle and you don't get it or a maserati car i want you to, to to have a love and, and a couple things. There's a story about a widow who was tenacious before a judge, and she kept coming back, and she wouldn't go away. And I, it's a weird story, kind of in the Bible, because it, it's like, well, well, we should just be persistent, we'll get what we want. And it's not. There's, there's a different message. The message is be persistent,
1: keep coming back. And, and I know sometimes, you know, we go, Lord, I've I, I, I talked to you about,
0: I've been praying for the, my sister for 25 years. Why do I keep coming? He wants us to keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. He knows what we need to pray for, but sometimes it's a humbling process for us to continue in prayer. So be specific, be tenacious, tenacious. Keep praying. And in verse 12, forgive us our debt as we have forgiven our debtors. This is huge. Is huge. Unforgiveness is a sickness within the church and the world that destroys people. Unforgiveness. Whether it's my own, I lived in my own in the past because I couldn't forgive myself for the things I had done. And they destroyed me. And that might be you hanging on to you know, unforgiveness of self, will just keep you down. That's not what God wants. That's part of it. You know, he wants to forgive you. He wants to forgive you. But he also wants us to forgive others. I've heard it said that unforgiveness is the poison that we take ourselves hoping the other person will die. Yeah, so I'm going to keep poisoning myself because I'm mad at you. I'll show you all hurt me. Yeah, you know? See, unforgiveness is destructive. Forgiveness is free when we're able to forgive the other person. I don't, I'm don't. i not a forgive and forget guy, just so you know. I think it's forgive and remember. You don't need to keep putting yourself back <coughs> in situations that are harmful for you, that's unhealthy. Forgiveness we need, but forgive and remember so that you don't continue the same path. So we let it go. We give it to God. God can deal with whatever it is, I guarantee you. He's got a way. He's got a path. And He's working it out even when we can't see it. So if you struggle with this, if you struggle with, with, with forgiving someone else, God puts a huge price on it, so please, 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 please work on it. The forgiveness that we give to others is the forgiveness we're going to receive. You know that? So, God has told us. The forgiveness, the level of forgiveness that we give to others is the level of forgiveness that we're going to receive. If I'm an unforgiving person, guess what? I'm restricted God's forgiveness to me. This is a big deal. It's a big deal in the church, it's a big deal in the world. The byproduct of forgiveness, though, is that you can begin to, to live a life that's free, to live a life that's not bound up and always thinking about the other person. Anybody in here got somebody who lives rent free in their head? Yeah, you know that person that just you know, they're I guarantee they're not thinking about you, but you're. I uh, I uh, 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 <laughs> I think I tore a ligament in my ankle. I had an ankle surgery and I was limping around and I went to Zupans, this is in Oregon, so that, that, that was a supermarket. Zupans, I just want to say Zupans. <laughs> so, so I go to the supermarket, and, and I get out, and I go in, and I come back out, and I get in the car, and some, some you know, and I'm starting to drive away, and, and some guy, hey, you're not supposed to use that, because he didn't see the, the handicap thing, and he thought that I was fine. And so for the next Five hours. I'm like, who was that guy? Where did he get off telling me doesn't he know that I, I just had ankle surgery? And and then it dawned on me about I'm not fast. About five <laughs> hours later. <laughs> he went in the store, he didn't know me, he didn't think about me again. I let him live rent free in my head. Five hours. Forgiveness helps us to let that stuff go. I know, you know here. We do silly stuff, don't we? Forgiveness. That's set your will to forgive those who sin against you. And if God's will, He forgives us. That same grace, what has really helped me is when I begin to see that the same grace that I, I received for myself, I didn't deserve it, right? Did you deserve the grace you got? No. And yet God gave it to you and He gave it to me. That same grace, this is how I this is how I spun, spun it and made it a made it more of a lifestyle for me. That same grace that I was given is what I seek to give to others, whether they deserve it or not. Forgive. Don't forget. Don't keep yourself in situations that are unhealthy and that harm you. But forgive. Because that's not for the other person anyway. For you. And it's a big deal because God talks about it in a powerful way. Uh, verse 13, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I'm going to read a passage from Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 10. It's known as the armor of God. Somebody can finish this for, for me. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against the principalities and powers. spiritual forces, and, and, and our battle is not just what we see. It's not just what, I mean, we have some fleshly stuff that we, that we combat, but our bigger battle is the spiritual one. And Paul knew that, and so he gave us this tool in Ephesians. Jesus said too. deliver us from the evil one. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and the authorities, cowards of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take that helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God.
1: Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this
0: in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. See, we put on the armor of God. I know people who do this in the morning because they recognize that in this day that they, they, they go through this passage and they and they uh, they put on the armor in the morning because they know that the enemy is going to do something during the day and they want to be prepared for it so they so they, they're heard about by the truth we've talked a lot and we're keeping a focus here on scripture because it's important we study scripture to benefit ourselves and to encourage others, and one of the benefits to ourselves is that we learn things like this. We learn that, yes, we, we've got a spiritual battle going on out, out there, but it's not without its tools. It's not without that, that the defense, and we have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We have an offensive weapon as well. So we go through this when we're going through the Lord's Prayer. This is from Jesus, but it's the, the Lord's Prayer part, which is, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. See, he, he recognizes he was tempted by Satan. He knew that we would be tempted by Satan. And then he spoke to Paul and said, here, give me this. So Paul did. Gird, gird about the ways with truth. Rest breastplate of righteousness, not ours, his. His righteousness that, that protects us. You, we have a breastplate. Can't get to your heart. Can't get to your heart. Be shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Shield of faith. You have a shield of faith. The enemy's trying to, try to get down into you and down into you. Shield of faith. Helmet of salvation. To protect your mind. Lord of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So in this part of the prayer, what we're able to do is pray, Lord, put a hedge about us, Protect us. Protect me, protect my family, protect this nation, protect our community. For you are my refuge, my fortress, and my God. The enemy has no place with us as his people, but he messes with us consistently and constantly. Sometimes it's thoughts that he puts in our heads, other times it's surroundings and things that we go through. In the King James Version, there's another addition, and, and what has happened with, uh, with this passage is, in the old days, they, they, they would use the Lord's Prayer for liturgical purposes, right? So it'd be part of the liturgy that they would we but in the Codex, in, in the early documents, you don't find this. You don't find, for with the kingdom and the power of the Lord forever. Amen. That doesn't mean it's not scripture. It doesn't mean it doesn't belong. It just wasn't, you know. Or that, that it doesn't matter because you know it's a great way to end this prayer because it's an adulation to God. For thine is the kingdom, thine is the power, thine is the glory, forever. But where it came from was not the place that a lot of the other things come from. That's why when you read different translations, you sometimes see some differences. That's one you won't see You didn't see this morning and what I read. I don't know if you're in the United States or the other translations. But it's greatly in prayer. The mind is the kingdom, is the power, and the glory forever. It's a proclamation. We are His people. And amen. Amen. What does that mean? Let us the issue of kind of that, that ending statement. We say it a lot. Yes, that, yes, let it be now. It's seal that put upon. So I hope that the Lord's Prayer becomes a little bit more maybe than what it has been in the past. Because when I talk about it being a pattern of prayer, this is what it is. It has the potential to expand your prayer life.